0: Hi, I'm Jamie, your host for the Not Going to Uni podcast, where we talk all things emerging talent and alternative routes to university. Joining us for today's episode from BBC Radio, we have Sam, a production Fast Track Apprentice. Hi, Sam. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm I'm good. You? Yeah, all good. Thanks. All good. Great to have you on. Do you want to give the audience a little introduction to yourself? Uh, Hi, Jamie. So I'm Sam. I work at BBC
1: Radio Berkshire as a production apprentice. At college, I did a a creative media course, and that sort of got me to where I am today, doing a bit of producing, a bit of
0: filming, a bit of editing. Amazing. Great. So can we dive a little bit deeper then into your journey? What got you to essentially BBC Radio, but also just thinking about kind of creative media as a whole? Yeah, so... I've always
1: loved the behind the scenes videos like after a film or the on the, the the DVDs when you get all the behind the scenes I've always been obsessed with how did they do that how how did they do this so from quite a young age I was always watching my dad take photos and then I did photography for GCSE I did a a, a quite heavily filming and editing course at college and then my tutors told me to apply for this sort of course and it was Completely down my alley, working at how the, how they do the radio, and now I'm actually one of those people doing the radio, and then I'm always asking questions of how how do you do this, how do you do that? It's always just because I'm
0: curious, I guess. Yeah. No, absolutely. And um, what kind of drew drew you into radio specifically? Nothing in particular,
1: really. It was just how local the office was to where I live that I I was always thinking about going into. TV and film if there was that opportunity at my age but there wasn't really anything available I I applied for stuff but this is the one that, that came out and so I never really was a massive one to listen to radio it was more podcasts but this is what what I had the opportunity to do and I actually really like radio now I'm not a massive listener but more than I was when I started why what are some of your favorite kind of podcasts at the moment I'm a liverpool supporter so oh god <laughs> into a lot of liverpool ones i like brett goldstein's one the guy from ted lasso and they're like my main two and stephen not stephen moulton what's his name stephen bartlett
0: uh, stephen bartlett i love his podcast yeah they're great they're great yeah. so sam it sounds like you kind of wear multiple hats within bbc radio um Talk to us a little about, bit about what what does a typical day in the life look like for yourself? So it, it depends what I'm doing, really. The, it's
1: so good that no day's ever the same, especially at the start. It was, what can we get Sam doing today? It was always something different. I'm getting properly into sports social media sort of stuff. So anything Red NFC based, I'm on that. I edit the podcast. Any, any news that comes out, I'm, I'm the one making a, a post there. that could be eight in the morning or it could be just before i I leave leave for the end of the day that that's like an ongoing thing that is always in the back of my head but at the moment i'm doing a lot of the breakfast show of andrew peach with tuesday to thursday that's a very early start i'm in the office just after half five and that that shows on four hours between six and ten and then after so we're producing i'm taking any calls i'm getting i'm trying to get the guests on and we call them re-spins where there might be a two minute interview and then i've got to clip that up write a little cue to go in for the presenter then play that later in the show and then it just goes into a little break and then we start planning the the next show the next day
0: oh amazing and what's kind of your favorite part to that I, i i
1: enjoy the producing i'm i'm getting quite into that i love the there's always something to do you're never just sat there you're just always thinking what's happening next okay we've got a song okay now it's the weather now it's the travel okay now we've got this guest and we've got to get them up there's always something to do with that whereas when you're planning i i always get a bit scared when i'm calling people just in case because i'm not an expert in all this stuff it because our show is all news focus so i'm not an expert in i don't know what we're doing at the moment we had we've had a lot of stuff on, on mental health and and stuff like that. I'm not an expert in that. So I feel like calling someone up and I'm always pretending to be like, oh, I know exactly what you're doing, when actually I've got no clue <laughs> it at the moment. And then you're convincing them to come on the show at like seven in the morning. I yeah. wouldn't want to go on the radio <laughs> at seven in the morning if I had a choice. <laughs> so
0: yeah, that's, that, that's probably the worst bit. I think. And has that essentially led to you Experiencing some imposter syndrome.
1: Yes, I definitely felt that, especially over the first couple of weeks. Thinking, what am I doing here? I, I've, I've, I've always sort of th- thought about it, and then getting here, I, fe- I felt out of place a lot at the start, and that might have something to do with my age as well. I didn't go to university. I, I'm probably one of very few in our office not to go to uni. So I've always sort of felt underqualified in a way but i think i'm slowly proving that to other people and to myself that that i'm not actually underqualified i do have a place here
0: yeah and were your team and were the individuals around you quite reassuring of that as well i think because i I never
1: listened to radio i think that that's where the fear sort of came from is that i never really listened to radio i've never never really thought about radio much that i felt out of place there but I got into filming and editing and I probably showed some of them what I can do when I'm in my comfort zone when I I know what I'm doing so that that was the start of growing the confidence and then getting into stuff that I don't know and and then proving myself there that's where the main confidence comes from
0: amazing so talk to us a little bit about your kind of journey when you were kind of going through the application stage with BBC I mean I imagine there's going to be a lot of potential apprentices going to be applying for the same role as you or, or similar roles whether that be in bbc but also outside of that it within the industry have you got any kind of uh insight as to what that process looked like and any tips for our audience that you could maybe give them
1: one tip i would say is understand it a bit more understand what roles you're applying for because i i sort of went in i just chucked my name in the hat and didn't really think much of it. I think it's good to get as many applications into different places. You never know where you end up, but do your research at the same time that I, when I applied, there was a massive tick box of all the places you, you wanted to apply for for this. So I, I applied for Regio Berkshire. You could, I think I applied for all the ones in London and I'm not very good at geography. I clicked all the ones in Salford as well, thinking they were in London. To do, make
0: sure you do your research, <laughs> because, research because I might have been traveling one. to Manchester every week. Uh, and were they quite? Uh, was it a case of that? Was the BBC the one local to yourself? Was that the only one you essentially got through, or was that just a, more of a preference in terms of location? I don't I don't know actually. It was,
1: it it could have been. This is the only one I got through for. It might be based slightly on location. This yeah. is the one I got given the interview for. At the end of the day
0: okay and what did that application process look like from start to finish so the first bit there was your cv
1: uh all, all your normal sort of application stuff and then there was two two questions that you had to record an answer for so you have your camera on and then record a 90 second answer to i think it was something along the lines of what's a tv show or film you're passionate in i think it was something along those lines and and they I, I waited ages. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but the, the wait was quite a while. It was two or three, four months before oh, wow. I even heard a response. And then there was there was another thing which was like rank rank your personality like one to five. And that that was really good actually. You got instant feedback from like a computer. And then then it got to a phone I got a phone call asking me to have an interview and that was with the top three for each local radio station, and that that was that that was quite scary. It was actually my first interview because so with lockdown and everything, I didn't really have much chance for applications for any other jobs. And the one thing I'd say with that is try and get a bit of practicing with a parent, a guardian, a friend, anyone that can just sort of ask you some sort of tricky questions to get get you thinking about how how you'd answer that. And even just learning how to waffle to sort of while you're waffling thinking of a good answer to get to the
0: question yeah that's really helpful thanks sam and and anyone looking to get into the radio industry is there any specific advice for the industry that like kind of knowledge that you've obtained and, and could give out to any individual looking to get into radio i think know what sort of radio you want to get into like
1: our breakfast show is quite news focused then you've got uh mid-morning is very music and and personality driven that like you've got to work out what sort of radio you like to listen to what you think your skills might be best suited for that it's all in good same radio but you've got no difference to the genre of film you've got that sort of genre in radio but i don't think at least me going into it i didn't realize that there was so much different genres in into radio
0: so yeah just understand a bit more about specifically what areas of radio you're interested in and follow that from there okay cool in terms of the opportunities that your apprenticeship has provided you but mainly the skills that you've kind of learnt and gained whilst being on the program what 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 have they been so far
1: talking to people getting experience on air i've done a few things on air or or pre-recorded that that's something i've i didn't think i'd get here uh lots of audio editing that that's the main thing that from day one my manager's like you're going to be the best audio editor in in this office we're going to get you trained up we're going to send you i got sent on some apprentices training to go and do more audio editing that i don't think i'm quite the best yet we're getting there that it's just that that's the main thing that i've learned is how to edit audio and how learning brand guidelines. That's something I've never had to deal with before. So working out, especially with the BBC being public service and all that, they've got quite tight guidelines you have to follow. And yeah. it's been a bit of a learning curve working out what what I can and can't do. But that's been really interesting to learn.
0: Okay, great. And um, And what's been the biggest challenge in your apprenticeship to date? Biggest challenge?
1: I think my first day doing producing, it was on Easter Monday. I got the call up the night before saying, Sam, really desperate for staff. The, the producers just called in sick and you're literally my only hype. And so I had to produce two shows in a row on my own with just the presenter and not a lot of content to go with. And that was my first time probably pro- producing definitely on my own. And that was a sleepless night, as well as getting up at five in the morning. And that that was a big challenge, just because I was doubting myself. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. And luckily the show went it, went, it went pretty well. There was obviously a couple couple faults, but I don't think the what we always say is, as long as the listener doesn't know, we're all good. <laughs> there's a lot of things that we i could be panicking i could be crying i could be shouting at the presenter but
0: as long as the listener doesn't go doesn't know then we'll be all good yeah and, and uh, that that's really great and uh, what have you kind of what would you tell your kind of younger self if you were to i mean you're still young this isn't me calling you <laughs> old by any means um but any kind of younger l- listeners to to yourself what would you what advice would you kind of give them, having been now in the role for a little while and you've kind of experienced those sort of challenges and, and you've probably now got the confidence to go and do that again, like what would you kind of, what advice would you give in terms of taking opportunities and, and gaining your confidence like that? I'm gonna go back a couple years to
1: little Sam doing his GCSEs and just like keep, keep working. I was never great at exams. I start I never really revised. So when I started revising and saw the results, I think that was definitely a start of the confidence going up. So I would have just said just keep it going, keep keep working hard, keep keep grafting and putting those hours in and it will work out
0: eventually. Don't yeah. don't doubt yourself there. The two things I'd say to myself. Uh, and looking ahead then to kind of the next three four five years i mean do you think that far ahead have you got kind of a a goal or a particular role or a career that you kind of want to pursue my apprenticeship
1: uh, finishes in march next year so i've not got a long left I'm about halfway through i'm planning for jobs here just for that job security i've
0: got got an interview on tuesday so hopefully that goes well nice What what's that doing is that basically doing what you do now just not an apprentice or yeah so it would be
1: produced in monday to friday rather than just less hours i still work on monday and friday but i do other things so it'd just be a, a continued we call it journalism coordinator it just means you're like co-producer
0: okay and i guess longer term so the next kind of five ten years like have you got have you got a career? Have you got something that you look at and go, I'd really like to be that person, or I'd really like to get to that point in my career? Thought it was
1: filming TV, getting on TV sets, but doing all the stuff with Red and FC. I do the podcast. I'd love to get into Match of the Day. That is the dream at the moment to get in into Salford, into Manchester. Definitely more up north than I thought before. <laughs> uh, but getting on the sports team, I'm loving the sports so social media so anything to do with that it might not be at the bbc it could be could be somewhere else but that that is sort of the goal at the moment and hopefully that
0: i will get there someday yeah well amazing thank you so much for joining the podcast today sam you've been well, yeah, you. really great insight to, to the role in, in radio i've learned a lot about <laughs> <laughs> about things i didn't know so thank you so much for joining uh and yeah have a great day thank you Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out each episode on your chosen streaming platform and head over to the Not Going to Uni website to start your future career.